Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch community, and welcome to episode 169 of the 167 Podcast. I'm Shannon Patterson. Your lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church, and as always, I'm with my good friend, your media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh. Hey, Shannon. How's it going? Hey. I did the... You don't hear it, but I did the <laughs> recorded version of me saying, hey, Shannon, how's it going? See, it wasn't coming through my headset, it only, it, and so I'm like, why are you just staring at me? That's weird. Yeah, sound effects will only go through one <laughs> headphone at a time. Um, okay, well, that's great. So, you know, if you're ever out and you show me how to work this thing, we could still just do that. <laughs> so that would be good. Yep. That would be really good. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. It's busy. It is. Uh-huh. Um, Kristen is at the moment of this recording sitting in the office surrounded by balloons, balloons and glittery things and, and, um, like. Yeah, just lots of Valentine's decorations. Yep. yep. She's kind of complaining, but I think she's also in her happy it's, place it's at the same jam. time. Yep. She so. loves it. So we just stay out of her way. Yes. And we make uh, fun of her. A lot of other people are doing stuff too. We just happen to see her. Like, mm-hmm. Shout out to our marvelous Mondays community, community group. group. Yep. Last, like, last, last night, night they came up and <laughs> removed all the chairs out of the auditorium. They are icing their backs today. They are marvelous. <laughs> they are beyond marvelous. Not just on Mondays. No. <laughs> no, it's, it's all they get. It's, it's all they can give. It's just um. Monday's all you get a marvelous and the rest. No, they're they're a great group and I'm very thankful uh, for them to come up and do that. We've got other groups that are making cookies that we got um, cupcakes. Our, yeah, we got uh, uh, disciples of love. We love the name of that group too. Uh, <laughs> they're coming up like Saturday night after everything and helping reset for turnaround for Sunday morning. So, and we have a lot of volunteers helping. Yeah, because <clears throat> we have. Because after this is for the father daughter dance, by yeah. the way, I don't know if we've said that. But. Because at the end of the at the end of um, the dance, we start rehearsal in less than twelve hours. Oh yeah, for the next morning. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's very true. Yeah, yeah, those kinds of that kind of line of thinking makes me really tired, but I do it all the time. I'm like, oh, in sixteen hours, I gotta blah blah blah. You know, yeah, I have to wake up at four. Like <laughs> I used to do that when I was in like high school and stuff. Oh yeah, like if I woke up in the middle of the night, mm-hmm. I'd go. Dang it! I gotta be up in four hours and thirty-two minutes. <laughs> Which nowadays, I mean, you get to my age, it's like, wow, I got four hours and thirty-two minutes of sleep last night. That's great. <laughs> no, it's still not great. But no, no. Um, but yeah, so we are gearing up for the father-daughter dance. You're hearing this on a Thursday. If you're listening to it the day, it so drops. it's tomorrow. So um, yeah, if you're listening to this prior to February 9th or February tenth. You can still come and be a part of it. Um, mm-hmm. We've got space. I mean, yes, we, we we'd really like to know as much as we can beforehand how many people are coming. But of course, so we know early, there'll be walk ups. Yeah, get your tickets as early as possible. They go off sale tonight. Oh yeah. So and then you can get, get them at the door. We don't know. No, we weren't publicizing that. Oh, um, I, I was going to publicize uh, on Friday that, we, like tomorrow, that we had a lot of people that wanted tickets. So, well, you can edit this out. <laughs> no, because the people that haven't got tickets are not our podcast <laughs> listeners. 
Okay. Marketing strategy. Marketing. Okay. Sorry. My bad. Oh, man. So. Because if you do a cutoff, people will buy them as opposed to wait. Yes. Got to get them. Got to get them. Um, so, yeah, we've got the father-daughter dance, and then um, we have our Ash Wednesday service, and then the... Um, Central America mission team leaves. <laughs> you guys are leaving for Central America mm-hmm. on the 15th. Um, and and then, me and Brian are actually driving to Tallahassee after the Ash Wednesday service. Okay, gotcha. And the rest of the team's coming down. Some, Basically, it's like make your way to... Yeah, I mean, um, that was kind of... Like you're you're adults, get there. If if it was Atlanta, it would have been like a team leave and all that kind of right. stuff. But Tallahassee is close enough to where if you really wanted to, you mm-hmm. could get up that morning yep. and do it. Yeah, I like doing yeah adult young adult trips over eighteen trips. Yeah. You can be right. like be at this place. Yeah, make sure you have a passport. Exactly, <laughs> and a crisp ten dollar bill. <laughs> you have to have a pinned b- to your shirt so you don't lose basically. It. <laughs> but like that's the it has to be a. Cl- like a brand new ten dollar bill, um, and that's the visa cost in the country. Oh, really? Yeah, like that's the thing. Like our packing list has a like crisp... you can't have an old. Yeah, no. Hmm. They want new American money. They don't want old American money. There you go. Yeah. Wow, interesting, interesting. That sounds that sounds very Central American. It does. Yeah, yeah. Sounds. Yeah, our our dollar is the the dollar of the economy. So, um, so speaking, of what we were about to say. Nothing. Oh. I was. I, I just raised my head to listen a little bit oh. better. Uh, hello? Yeah. Um, no, so we're talking about all that's going on, which leads us into the continuation of our conversation from last week as we were talking about spiritual fatigue. Mm. And I think just everything that's going on, I mean, I'm just thinking us internally here, um, you can see that, but I know that that is a reality for a lot of people. Yeah, um, I've heard from several people from uh, episode one sixty eight as they listen to it that were just like, "Uh, yeah, that's where mm-hmm. I am." Mm-hmm. Um, and so we were trucking along with last week's episode and decided to make it a two parter. Um, so if you haven't yet listened to the first part of spiritual fatigue, um, what are you doing? Go listen to episode one sixty eight. And then come back and hang out with us. Um, not that they can't stand alone on their own, but I just think it's just a fuller conversation that well, way. Well, I mean, it's like walking into the second half of a conversation. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you, just, assume. you just make assumptions. Yeah. If you haven't listened to episode 168, just go ahead and assume that we talked about you specifically, and now we're going to finish talking now. Yes, Steve. So, <laughs> so um, I asked this question last week in my best... Um, radio voice that I knew how. I won't do the voice this time, but uh, I asked if you were feeling discouraged and everything, so I'll say it this way. Are you still are you still feeling discouraged, disconnected, or disillusioned? Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? If so, you may be experiencing spiritual fatigue, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and last week we talked about kind of this warped sense of reality of... Um, you know, where we can, we go, 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 and think we are, um, uh, where we can be isolated. And mm-hmm. so, like, we go so much that we want to pull away, but then we're isolated. Mm-hmm. And the difference between isolation and solitude. Yep. Um, and that we need to recognize that, which I know for a fact, well, for a fact, uh, my community group, we meet on Sunday <coughs> nights, and we we talked for a good bit about... Um, 
understanding the difference between solitude and isolation mm. um, because that tends to be our go-to. We were all, it's a, it's a group kind of focused around being parents. Yeah. And so we were just talking about how we get kind of worn down and tired and everything. And for many of us, you know, we, we withdraw to kind of recoup and without thinking about it, that can turn into isolation. And that's really where we become actually even weaker because we're not part of the body. Right. You know, as Christians, we're not part mm-hmm. of the body of Christ. So, um, and we talked about, one of the things I mentioned last week was that if you feel kind of spiritually drained, you feel, um, you know, just kind of just blah, uh, disconnected, you know, just not a lot of, uh, you know, fervor or uh, energy, um, one of the first things I said was to check your surroundings, look around and see, What's going on or is not going on mm-hmm. that, that you go, oh, this is I'm isolated. I'm not I'm not just having a moment of quiet solitude to recover. I'm actually completely pulled away. Yeah. I mean, and you and I, Josh, I mean, we have seen this and we've experienced it some, but but our jobs kind of force us back into it. But you and I have seen, we have watched people who have for different reasons going on. Sometimes we don't even know exactly or right. in full, mm-hmm. but we have watched them go from solitude, from fatigue to solitude to isolation to, to then gone. Mm-hmm. And it's painful to watch. And and as you know, for the times and situations I'm aware of when I've reached out in those moments, you'll have someone, and I don't think they're lying but they will look you dead in the eye and go, no, 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 I'm, I'm, he- I'm, I'm still connected. I'm just, I'm just taking a break. Well, yeah, you know, and and, and you know, mm-hmm. or I know, often it's like you are, you are isolated. You are, you are withdrawn. You know, and and you can't tell them that. Well, because, ho- uh, de- well, I guess it depends on your relationship with that person. Mm-hmm. Delivery is important to you. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but um, because that, like, it's. If you don't have a, if you haven't spent time building mm-hmm. relationships with people, you don't have the relationship to actually have that conversation. Yep, yep. They don't receive it, maybe. Yeah, because they're not cognizant of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that that's the biggest thing is they don't real because up until halfway th- through it for me, did I realize what was happening? Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's a good point. Um, that you know, check. Check in on the people that you know right now. Like, check in on the people that you can check in on that will, you know, respond to your text or won't feel like you're attacking them or judging them or whatever that that seem kind of disconnected right now. And just check in on them. Don't, yeah. You don't have to, like, declare something over them. Just check in on them. Yeah. Just, see how they're, just be see a how friend. See how they're doing. Yeah. Um, did we go over the five causes of spiritual fatigue last week? I should have listened. I don't know. <laughs> You were there. But, I was there. I mean, I don't remember either. No, oh, well, yeah, we did because uh, we talked. I made the yes. a point about saying that anything I could think of, one of these other five were actually the root of. And yes, I actually that's right. wanted to think about it more and see if I could think of anything that wasn't those five. And those five probably sum up the human condition better than any. And what are those five? Conflict, loss, illness, lack of control, unmet expectations. So those are what we'd say are the five causes of these are these are some of, but these were examples of spiritual uh, causes of spiritual fatigue. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're going through conflict, that is a that is a drain spiritually. That if you're not 
doing your part to uh, rectify, to reconcile, uh, to work through, that is going to cause spiritual fatigue. If, the, if you've experienced some kind of a loss, that is a draw on your spiritual bank right there mm-hmm. for sure. Illness, of course. A lack of control in the situation that from, you know, a lot of times is like feels out of control. That's a drain. Uh, and then just unmet expectations. Mm-hmm. So um, being aware of those, how, why do we feel spiritually drained? Like you said, Josh, those are often the five root um, different causes that a lot of things run from those for sure. Yeah. So if those are the causes of spiritual fatigue and we all can admit that we've, you know, experienced it or, you know, we've been there, we're in it, um, we're coming out of it. We know someone who's struggling with it. Let's take a few moments together and, and look at what I would say is how do we, what are some practical ways, um, we can implement to recover, Mm. From spiritual fatigue, before, what can we be, do? Yeah. Before we get to that, mm-hmm. I want to because I thought about this after we recorded as well. Mm-hmm. Another like isolation is an example of mm-hmm. reaction to spiritual fatigue. Another one is putting your head down and trying to bare knuckle and work through it. Mm. You know, like I, I just got to stay busy and it'll work itself out. Mm-hmm. And then and then <laughs> you're at the point where you're like, I don't even know why I'm doing what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I lean towards the isolation side. I would say up and up until um, the because I've never felt hopeless like I did when mm. Daddy passed, mm-hmm. or helpless. Helpless mm. is is a better term. Mm-hmm. But I mm. but um, I've always dealt with like issues like I can just always work through it. Yeah. If I work hard enough, it'll get better. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so that's how I used to deal with spiritual fatigue, and that's how I dealt yeah. with it most of my life. Mm-hmm. And just in the recent couple of years, is is my brain is kind of switched. Yeah, yeah. But I I wanted to bring that up too because I feel like some people deal with it that way as well. And that's a good point because you say that, and I'm like, no, that's not what I do, um, because that's just that's the way I operate. But that's a very good point that that's how a lot of people respond is they just like. Yeah, just just push through. Just yeah. keep going. Just keep going. And and um, which you know, I, I, everything you know with its you take everything at a certain measure. Um, sometimes it's good to just keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, to not allow everything to cause you to you know full stop. Um, but but if you don't address it, right? If you're already fatigued and you just keep going, then you're just gonna be more fatigued. Exactly. Eventually, something's going to break. And yeah, and and like <laughs> that's when. And that's like kind of when um, your work, at least for me, like your work is like glass thin. And <laughs> if someone pokes at it at all, it shatters. It shatters oh, yeah. me. Mm, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a, it becomes an identity. Like it's, thing. A, it, it's mm-hmm. a shell I surround myself, but it's super thin. Mm-hmm. Fragile. Yeah. Fragile. Yeah. It it's must Italian. be Italian. <laughs> but so. But when you run yourself that thin, you you end up almost isolating yourself without really realizing it mm-hmm. because you don't want negative feedback. You mm-hmm. surround yourself by people that'll... Oh, yeah. Tell you what you want. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Tell you what I want, what I really, really want. <laughs> so that is another way of dealing with spiritual fatigue that I've actually done mm-hmm. is like just buried myself in serving mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and doing all the things and not... and. 
that's not a bad thing. Yeah. But I, I usually don't have the intention of addressing it and that the work will address it and it'll fix itself. Now, when you say serving, are you talking about like in, in a Christian environment, like mm-hmm. serving Jesus mm-hmm. to some regard? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I would say, and I, I'm sure I've mentioned this before in this, in this podcast, I don't know, in, in different um, topics, but there have been times when I have, um, you know, someone's come to me for counsel, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I would say more often than not, I see this in in younger adults, you know, college age and post-college age, where I've seen this more, um, where there is a sense of uh, lack of purpose and direction and a sense of fatigue and, and just, you know, spiritual blah. Mm-hmm. And, and they're really trying to, and, and you know, they're, they're coming for counsel. So it's like they want to try and figure it out. And, and in talking with them and, and usually hearing like what's going on in their life, um, what the, the antidote I often want to offer um, when, I, when I hear that or even, and just not just young adults, all ages, is, is, to, is to encourage them to go and serve. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and if, whether that's, you know, there's sometimes, I've talked to some people, I'm like, man, the best thing for you would be to not be in school this semester and go serve on a three-month mission trip yeah. and, and get out of, your, of this reality and go and see what the world's really looking like and, and just focus on serving others for three months. And mm-hmm. I really think a lot of what you're dealing with would be done. That's not always doable for a lot of people. But your point of serving and serving others is, I think, is often a very good antidote to yes. that. Um, the fatigue that we might feel, but just forever and ever and ever without stopping and not really looking inward Mm -hmm. or upward, um, I think is where the problem lies. Well, and, and I'm also talking Mm -hmm. about it through a lens that I've served in a church since middle school Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that is an easy way to check out of the spirituality sometimes Mm -hmm. and the actual faith of it Yeah, because I'm there to do a job. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's very true. So so whatever however the the spiritual fatigue may manifest itself with with you all um here are some ways and they're going to they're going to sound like the old churchy things, the old churchy answers. Cuz they're right. But that's right. Yeah, I would say these are the biblical answers to how can we um recover, how do we begin to recover from spiritual fatigue? Uh, the very first thing is, and, and this is what we've talked about, why it's a two-parter, is first we just, if you're dealing with this... We got this, fatigued on talking about yeah, it. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm fatigued. We were fatiguing people. Um, but first is we need to admit, if you're in this place, you need to admit that you're struggling. You need to admit that this fatigue is not just, I just need one good night's sleep. I just need one amazing, you know, worship experience or, you know, whatever it is, that could be the case. But if that's not it, admit that you're struggling, that spiritual fatigue, it's real and, and, and you want it to change. And so the very first thing I'd say is, and it sounds, uh, it is this first and foremost is pray, pray, pray. And here's what I mean by that. Does your prayer life need some refining? Because when I say pray, what I don't necessarily mean is for you to bring a list of grievances to the Lord. Does he care? 
Does he understand your hurt? Does he know? Yes, yes, yes. But are you struggling to communicate with God? And notice I said with and not mm-hmm. to. Yeah. Um, are you praying specifically about what is troubling you? You know, you made a, a point, Josh. I don't know if you meant to make this point, but when we listed those re- those causes of spiritual fatigue, conflict, loss, illness, lack of control, or unmet expectations, you said as you examined like the different things that kind of bring you fatigue, all of them have the root of those. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to know the root of of what it is because if we're just going, man, I'm just. I just feel just so flat, but we're unwilling to recognize a an ongoing conflict with someone mm-hmm. and not deal with it. Yeah. Um, then you you know you can do a lot of things, but if that's not being dealt with, and that's where that spiritual fatigue is happening, that drain, um, it's just going to continue to be there. Yeah. So we need to be able to um, pray specifically about things, and then we need to remember what I said to communicate with God, not just to Him. We need to listen. Prayer is talking to God and enjoying Him, but it's also listening to Him. It is also being in His presence. It's it's not um, just, um, like I said, a list of grievances and maybe a list, a wish list of what, how you wish things would happen, and then you say amen and go about your business. You, We need to have our ears open. Mm-hmm. Um, how is God responding to, you know, what we've brought to him? Is, is he telling us that, that, you know, we need to refine the way in which we're, um, looking at a situation or a circumstance? Like, does your prayer life need to be refined? Um, cause we can, here's what I love about prayer. And I've said this many times to many people, it's, you can say whatever you want to God. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes the very best prayers are are not the kind of prayers you would want to get up on a Sunday morning and say before a whole church. Right. Um, you know, they might be PG-13. <laughs> you know, you might be so angry, upset. They might, you know, it might just, it might be a lot of uh, silence or just, you know, guttural, like, oh, you know, anger or or pain. And he he wants us to bring to him um, that expression of what we're feeling with, uh, feeling. Um, but he also wants to give to us. I know he does. He wants to bring comfort to us and, and peace and, and his love to us and to give us guidance. But our prayers need to be a two way communication and not just a one way to him of, man, I'm really mad, and if that person would just get it together, and if my spouse would just do this, and if that would just change, then mm-hmm. I would be okay, God. So yeah. would you please work on those people? Yep. That's, you know. So prayer, but make it an honest prayer, and make it a prayer where you're willing to allow God to speak to you mm-hmm. and to, um, re- I don't know, re- reveal or remove anything that's that's in the way. The other thing that goes along hand in hand with prayer is some of the best prayers you could ever pray are to pray scripture. So I would say read the scriptures um, is another way for us to recover from this spiritual fatigue is read. There are, there are a lot of different, I mean, you could find many, many, many different approaches and systems to here's the best way to read the Bible. There's 
I would say there are no wrong ways to open up the Bible and read it. Now, if you are about to, um, you know, if you're trying to help someone or give someone guidance, you know, I wouldn't recommend you just flip open your Bible and plop your finger down and, and read what you find. No, um, uh. it, yeah, it could, you know, context is important. Yeah. Um, but I believe if your intention is to, I want to read God's word and I want to hear from God, I do not believe you could open up just about anything and not not receive from him. I mean, well, I mean, it's all God breathes. It's so. all His word, right? You know, I mean, if you're in a in a time of, um, you know, maybe maybe you're really worried and you're dealing with anxiety. Maybe maybe the Book of Revelation isn't the best book to read, right? <laughs> and, and but I, then again, well, it's God's promise to the church. So, yeah. You so know. what I would say about I was thinking about Revelation when you were saying like mm-hmm. not plopping your finger and I was like, well, and it, and it might be because we're not smart enough to how to explain where God is in that. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, because there's it's so much it, imagery and because yeah. it, it should be, mm-hmm. you should be able to plop your finger anywhere and be able to explain God to that person in that section. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. But our knowledge and our understanding is so minute of everything mm-hmm. that we probably can't. But let's be let's be really real. Let's just admit that just read just read scripture. If your heart's desire is to I I, I want to be in God's word, mm-hmm. you're going God is going to minister to you through through your reading of scriptures. Yep. If you're willing and open. I mean, that's just it. And so don't overcomplicate it. Nope. But if you want to overcome spiritual fatigue and you're wondering like why, you know, why is your, you know, maybe, maybe you're really frustrated with the fact that, that you just find, you know, you're, you're, um, you have like anger issue, you know, or you're really quick to flip that switch and, and like you're, you know, frustrated with your spouse or your kids or, you know, colleagues or whatever. And it's just like, you kind of feel like there's a little low boil happening just below the surface. And you're like, Mm -hmm. man, this is not the way I should be. Well, get into God's word, like begin to read his word and allow his word to work in you. But if all you're going to do is go, man, this is really a struggle, but we don't do anything about it. Well, just prepare for more struggle. Yeah. I I mean, praying and reading the Bible is like when you say you're poured out and you're spiritually fatigued, that's that's the well. Yep. That's the that's the spigot that will yeah. fill you back up. And yeah. honestly, without those two, these other two aren't mm-hmm. really going to do anything for mm-hmm. you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they'll make you feel better. Well, right, and that's the but they they're a band aid mm-hmm. without which, the other two. Correct, because this next one is talk to a trusted friend, talk to someone who you would consider to be a spiritual mentor, talk to someone who is, you know, a few steps ahead of you on on the journey of faith, but but. If all you want to do is feel better and all you want to do is vent, then you can just go talk to anybody. A like, bar. Yeah, go to the bar. Bartender. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, go and, you know, you know, post something somewhere where everyone else, like, that's what you can do. But if you really want someone to speak truth into your life, um, talk to someone that you trust and you're able to actually verbalize, like, this is what I'm feeling and, and allow them to speak truth to you. Like, and they'll ask, what's your prayer like, and what are you reading in the Bible? <laughs> uh, and then you go, okay. Yeah. And then when they say that, you go, all right. Um, but but when we find ourselves in a place of fatigue, 
and you want to overcome it, you gotta you gotta want to first. Yep. Um, yep. You gotta want to. Um, we need to be able to speak to people or lean on people who are gonna lead us back to Jesus, mm-hmm. and not to anything else. Right. Right. <laughs> Just good advice. Um, so we want to be encouraged An by them. An inspirational TikTok channel. That's right. And here's the deal. I don't know about you, Josh, but you know the people that I would talk to about some you know spiritual fatigue issues are people that at the end of that conversation are also going to pray for me. Mm. Right? Yeah. I mean, or the people that come to you, like you're going to, and now let me pray with you. Yeah. Like that's, so you want that. That's, yep. what, that's what we want. And then the other thing, uh, a way in which I would say is to help recover from spiritual fatigue after all those things is to celebrate the small victories that are happening in your life or in the lives of your loved ones, those mm-hmm. around you, like those, because when you're drained, like, We kind of did that in staff meeting yesterday. We sure did. Mm-hmm. We sure did. We we had a good staff meeting. It was it was very it was like a technical staff meeting in regard to we got to do this for very this and this things oriented and this and this and and it's a wonderful thing. And then as we were closing in prayer, there was something that Justin said. I can't even remember what it was exactly, but I was like, oh man, we need to, we need to. It was something about praise, and I was like, we need to praise. So he said, Amen. I said, okay, well we're we're gonna take a minute and just go around and share what it is we've seen God doing. Um, lately, you know, in, in our own lives or in the life of the church or other people in the church. And that was, I mean, I went home yesterday. I was like, that was the best part of staff meeting mm-hmm. is to, it was. for that. So we need to celebrate victories when we see God moving and working. Um, and it also, here's what it does, Josh, is it makes us open our eyes. Mm-hmm. If we're going to celebrate a victory, then we need to be looking for that. We need to be looking for how is God working? Yeah. What is he up to? Where we think there's nothing happening. I'm just, I'm just, it's all blah, it's all flatlined. No, look around and see that. Um, instead of looking for uh, ways to continue to be discouraged, look mm-hmm. for the things that are encouraging. Yeah. Um, that uh, leads really close to a conversation we were having in a community group of uh, talking about um, opportunities for invitation. Mm-hmm. And you go, well, I don't. God's just putting so many more opportunities in front of me to mm-hmm. invite people. And I go, hmm. is he? <laughs> or are you just now cognizant? Right. Your, and I and I didn't say, oh, as I said, is your heart open to it now? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And they go, oh, I don't know. It's like, <laughs> I, I mean, that's that's not, you probably won't ever get a question sure. uh, answer to that because it could be that God has given you more opportunities mm-hmm. or he's given you the same amount of opportunities and you're just listening better. Yeah, yep. Yeah, um, it's that awareness of mm-hmm. oh, he is doing this or he is making this possible. Yeah, that's a good question. I think um, you know it's probably kind of the chicken and the egg question, but it's like because I do believe. I mean, scripture. You know, if, if we're faithful a little, he'll, he will give us more yeah. to be faithful with. And so I think when we are intentionally going, all right, who are the people in my life that I can invite to experience Jesus? Yep. Um, you, if that's if that's your uh, mo for the day you're you're gonna see more and more of that 100 you know? so, yeah um so you know we we're talking about spiritual fatigue um if you know the the other side of that then i would say is like spiritual health or at least working going okay i'm gonna experience some healing where i've been tired where i've been you know just like you know working out the soreness is because those muscles were exercised you know mm-hmm. sometimes we're spiritual fatigue because we are fully and completely poured out 
you know, and we, and we need to recover. Um, but spiritual healing comes, whether it's a self-imposed fatigue or one just from just pouring out, we need to surrender over, we need to surrender control, celebrate God's grace, celebrate his mercy and, and be present in, you know, in that moment, um, and say, okay, God, this is, this is your moment just as much as any other. Right. This is a quote from Rick Warren. He said this, he said, the deepest level of worship is praising God in spite of pain, thanking God during a trial, trusting him when tempted, surrendering while suffering, and loving him when he seems distant. And that's the hardest thing to do. Mm-hmm. And of course, God doesn't, he's not ever distant. No. We are Se- the Well, distant. he said seems. seems. Yes, yeah, yeah. So, um... And, a, and usually that's because where we're at, not mm-hmm. because we've moved, not him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. And I don't know the date of that quote. I would be, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised I, either from way. purpose-driven life? Well, I, you know, his son committed suicide. Oh, and, that's right. And um, I don't know um, if this quote came before or after that, but um, if it was purpose-driven, it was prior. But it's, it's true either way. I just... Yeah. I yeah. was just kind of wondering that in in his journey, yeah, when he was able to say that. But um, and I've heard him speak, uh, not not in person, but I've seen clips and read things that he's done since the loss of his son, and and he would say the same thing. Yes, so it doesn't change. Here's a couple of Bible verses uh, I want to uh, leave with you all in this as we kind of finish up this particular episode um, to encourage you if you are feeling spiritually fatigued, and I hope will be nourishment to your weary soul. The first one is from Isaiah chapter 41, verse 10. It says, this is God speaking, okay? He says to you, don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Those are beautiful promises from God, Mm -hmm. my friend. And then from Jeremiah chapter 31, verse 25, this is the message. It's just a short portion of it. Uh, His promise is, I will refresh tired bodies. I'll restore tired souls. Our God is a God of refreshing. Mm -hmm. So if you feel fatigued, then go to him to be refreshed and restored. And then lastly, from Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 through 30, also from the message, it's the question that I started out with last week and mentioned again today, but this is how it's written. That's why it sounds the way it does from the message. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? This is Jesus speaking. Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you will learn to live. These are good words here, Josh. Freely and lightly. Mm. You know that's the that's the message version of yeah. I won't put anything heavy on you, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. You know right. you won't you won't get that. So, um, but come to him, get away with him, be in his presence. And so I just hope, uh, dear listener, that uh, if you have experienced spiritual fatigue, that this is, 
encouraging to you that you will be in prayer. You will listen. Um, you will be in God's word. You will seek out trusted people that will that will point you to Jesus as mm-hmm. they listen to you and pray for you. Um, and then you will be looking for the victories. You'll be looking for the ways in which God is still very much at work around you. Um, we all have times of fatigue. Um, he wants us to be alive in him, fruitful, uh, purposeful, and um, he doesn't expect us to have it all together. Jesus won that victory for us. Our job is to, um, is to be obedient uh, and to be um, uh, open for for God to work in our lives mm-hmm. in the low times and the and the valley you know the valleys and the peaks and and all the times in between, so um, I hope that was some encouragement for you all today. It Josh, was. Um, what else? Anything besides? Well, I was in the process of looking up. We have a a short term community group starting in March. Oh yeah, and I'm trying to find third. 10th and, and 17th. 17th. It's a Sunday evening. Um, it's going to meet uh, at the home of Thomas and Katie Reed. Yep. Um, it's just down the road from the church. They're going to meet during the time when Stir and Salt, our student ministries, meet on Sunday nights. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's called Intentional Parenting, Navigating the navigating 21st Century Challenges. Woo! Yeah. So intentional parenting. So this is a short-term, three-week mm-hmm. um, Sunday evening uh, time with other parents. I highly, highly, highly recommend it. Uh, if you're a parent, if you're a grandparent and you have a lot of involvement with your grandkids, I would encourage you also to be a part of this. Um, but you're going to hear from some some parents who have um, have kids in kind of some different different uh, stages of life right now. They're, some are adults now, they're, they're kids, and some are still in school and um, from middle school, elementary on down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but three weeks, you know, for those of you who are going, I cannot do a community group, I can't do the long-term thing, or you're not willing to commit to that yet, here's three weeks in the month of March um, where you could set aside an hour and a half once a week. Yep. Um, for only three weeks and be equipped mm-hmm. like be equipped to to be a, a better parent maybe you feel fatigued as a parent um, this is an opportunity for your cup to be filled back up um, so I highly encourage you Josh how can they find out more information um so it will be posted on our social media mm-hmm. uh, by to by the time you're listening to this it has mm-hmm. been posted uh, with a registration link okay cool um, and it'll be in our community news and all this week. And if you're here on Sundays, uh, the Sumners mm-hmm. are doing the announcements. So you'll have seen them last week and this week. So if a person were to go and register for this, then they would receive more information? Yes. About like when the uh, address and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah. Okay. So like if you go register right now, you know that, or if you sign up, you'll get the, uh, you'll get a description of the class and mm-hmm. meeting times and all that kind of stuff, but you don't see the address once you're uh, signed up for the class, the exact address will be given. We yeah. don't like to give out people's addresses yeah. willy-nilly. Yeah. Um, no cost. No cost. It's a free class, so mm-hmm. highly, highly recommend. And uh, one thing that uh, when I was talking to Brian about it, he's like, this isn't a class for us to tell you what you've done wrong <laughs> and how to fix it. It's we've messed up. We've done good things. This is what we did. This is This is how we changed things. 
how can we help you? Mm, yeah. So it's not like a giving you a Bible and your kids will be fine after this. You know, like it's <laughs> right. Practical. It's practical and application, and you know they technology is a and Brian was talking about this, and technology is a scary thing, and they've dealt with their teenagers in this new mm. um, mm-hmm. technology driven world and see even people my age uh yeah. we didn't go through the same things that our kids are going to go through that's e- yeah. and mm. even with us being the first like high schoolers that had cell phones in their pocket at all times yep we didn't have the snap we didn't have snapchat and stuff like that so we did there was still a little bit of distance between mm-hmm. everybody it's a new world it, it really so is. it really if if you have kids that Either A, you've just given them cell phones, or um, B, they're not quite there yet. It's going to be worth sitting and listening to what they've gone through and how they handled it. Mm-hmm. March 3rd, 10th, and 17th, go online to theporchcc.com and click on groups, groups, and you will see that information. Yep. Um, and then, you know, we've got, we've already mentioned father daughter. It's going to be a great weekend for that. Um, you and your group are heading to Central America, Woo-hoo! and um, if uh, yeah, what? A, oh, Journey Weekend! Oh so man, fifth yeah. through eighth grade students, March first and second. Um, we we uh, highly, highly, highly encourage um, our fifth through eighth graders to be a part of this. This is like Christianity one hundred and one foundations of faith, and um, yeah. So there, we have a lot of opportunities in front of us, and these are all, by the way opportunities for you to invite you friends might feel like I I feel like we have a good handle on where we are with our parenting but you might have friends colleagues family members who are struggling and one of the best things you might be able to do is say hey will you come with me for the next three weeks and go to this intentional parenting uh, group and let's learn together yeah that invitation could really help someone else who is struggling in parenting right now. So think about that. Pray about that. These are the kind of opportunities in front of us to do that. Yeah. I don't think I've ever felt like I've had a good handle on it so far. <laughs> well, I know. But yeah, <laughs> I guess I was just trying to paint a, you know, it, even if we don't admit that we're yeah. struggling, a lot of us have friends who are like, man, I, mean, I don't know what I'm going to do with this knucklehead kid You of feel mine. like you're doing good, and then something like <laughs> just happens, and you're like, crap, I don't know what's going on. And that's parenting. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, Portuguese. Oh, oh, but yes. also oh, yeah. Ash Wednesday, Valentine's Day. Valentine's on February 14th, 14th. Wednesday, uh, 6 Six-ish. o'clock. Yeah. yeah, we're going to have our annual uh, Ash Wednesday service. This is the beginning of Lent, which is the 40 days leading up to Easter. And, and then um, when you count, we'll tell you later why it's more than 40 days. <laughs> Sundays are little Easter's. Yep. Um, but yeah, we will gather as a church for a time of worship and the imposition of ashes. It's always a beautiful service. So um, yeah, plan on being here for that. So all right. Um, so thanks for being a part of today, yep. Porch Community. We love you guys, and we look forward to seeing you on Sunday and talking to you again very soon. Have a fantastic week. See you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the 167 podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage you to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.